What's up, Atlanta sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Kalal, and we are Atlanta's own. Two Atlanta natives recapping the week that was in Atlanta professional sports, wacky-ass hijinks, and analysis. Adam, how's it going, sir? Grambo, good to see you again, as always. Yeah. I'm doing moderately well. Good, just moderately. I was feeling pretty good until you just kicked my ass and mad in 2005 there. Yeah, I think you can blame uh, the 10 drops by your receivers in that game a little bit, though. That that was unbelievable. Yeah. So I'll rebound from that. Um, But, yeah, things are going pretty well. How are you? Doing very well, very well overall, I'd say. Um, Taking a little... Excuse me? (laughs) Taking a little... uh, Abstaining from the liquor, I think, this week. Big weekend last weekend with the uh, whole engagement party thing and whatnot. Yeah. So, very fair. Okay. But need to, you know, get the liver right. Sure. For future uh, as long as it party and sessions. As long as it doesn't affect your performance on Atlanta's own. I guess we'll see. I mean, you know. I don't care what you do with yourself. It's fair. We'll I, see, though. I could, be, I could be high on cocaine, heroin, maybe both. Crack cocaine is always good. And as long as I'm good, you, as long you, as you, you, don't, you don't care about you're my pro- physical You're a professional, well-being. Graham. As long as you can come through once that little blue light's on, I'm content. All right. Fair. Let's jump into it, Adam. I think uh, maybe some people who do need to snort some crack cocaine, or maybe they did, and that's why we wound up where we were, was the, uh, the NBA draft lottery people, which we have not formally discussed on the show. Mm. We did watch it together. We did record an after-podcast thought uh, session on it, but it was pretty awful, so we're not going to air that. Yeah, we've been marinating on it for about a week now. So, uh, what are your thoughts on getting the eighth and tenth pick in the twenty nineteen NBA draft? It's unfair, Graham. Yeah, <laughs> it's very unfair. <laughs> I mean, the tenth pick, I'm I'm fine with that. That's the Mavs pick. That we was the Mavs that. pick. That was pretty much the highest we could get out of that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But that eighth pick, we had what a ten percent chance of getting the number one pick, and like a one point five percent chance of getting the number eight pick. Mm-hmm. So we're Atlanta sports scram, so what do we do? That 1.5% comes through for us. Yep, and I want to share something with you that is really going to depress you if you didn't know this. According to NBA analyst Chris Kirshner, who is the beat reporter for The Athletic Atlanta, the Hawks were one number off from winning the lottery. So something that happens before the lottery occurs is they actually like do like how us humans do the lottery. You, you pick some numbers and you see how the ping pong balls fall. If no one gets all four numbers in the lottery, then they proceed with the normal lottery session. But if you actually nail the lottery, get all four numbers, you get the number one pick unanimously. There is no odds. So... The winning numbers were 7, 4, 12, and 13. We picked 3, 7, 12, and 13. So if we had just picked 4, we wouldn't even have this conversation. We don't need to watch the damn thing. That sucks. That just makes it feel even worse, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had Sorry to bring it down even more. pipe dreams of Zion, man. Yeah, me too. I had visions of him jumping from the damn free throw line, doing a windmill over... Uh, LeBron's face and all this other magnificent stuff. I hope he turns into a bust, just a massive no, bust. No, don't wish any ill Why not? on him. Because this thing has nothing to do with it. He's just a kid. Well, wouldn't you feel better about us if he was a bust? 
No. And we would have been like, oh, it would have been the greatest moment of our lives to get the number one pick, and then he ended up being a bust, classic Atlanta. Well, he's not going to be So great. maybe this was actually tell turning your, of the guard, changing of the guard. Tell yourself that. Yeah. Sion's really not that good. Oh, wow. And, you know, Schlenk is more adept at getting picks a little later in the first round anyways. And it's still two top ten picks. That's something to write home about, you know? You can do something with that. And we've seen Schlenk... Uh, you know, we've seen him do well with with uh, later picks that are worse than this, right? We've seen him do well at 19 with John Collins, especially, and Kevin Herter last year. So it's not like he's in uh, uncharted territory here where, you know, we should be more concerned than we are. I think him having 8 and 10, even though it's not ideal, considering what we could have had, it's not the end of the world. Well, the way I see it is, I mean, there's a lot of trades – Different options we have being thrown out there. Yeah, we also have five picks this year, so I doubt that we're going to use all of them. We're going to make a trade. So I think to start off, mm-hmm. I think that we should trade the 8 and the 10 for the number 19. So that Schlink can be in his comfort zone? Yeah, I mean, we got John Collins and Kevin Herter from that spot. Why not? I would. I don't know. I mean, I think that would be a bad trade first <laughs> off. I've actually thought about what you were saying. <laughs> Uh, secondly, this this draft is just it is a little top heavy. You know, you got Zion, you like got top five heavy though. Yes, yeah, so I mean, like after that, who's your boy? Bunch of losers. That's why you just right. trade back down to nineteen. Yeah, but you don't want to give eight and ten for nineteen. You you lose that by default. We'll just trade ten for nineteen. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. You want to trade two first round picks that are higher than the nineteenth pick? I think eight and nineteen sounds better than eight and ten personally. Yeah, maybe. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Not really. uh, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Don't does do it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Just tell uh, me to stop talking. Yeah, please shut up. Anyway, I think the draft isn't until what July, June. However long the damn NBA playoffs go, the no, whole, it's entire June. summer. It's in June. Okay, so we'll see what Schlenk does. But you know, it does blow though. I mean. Especially when the Lakers got into the top four. It was like they had a point, what was it, 0.1% chance of, of winning the damn thing, and yet they're in the top four. It's just it's nuts. Well, man. it just goes to show the value of there's no value in tanking. No. So that all but that it, conversation we had over the six months, fruitless. Yeah, think about the Suns. The Suns are the worst team in the league. They got the sixth pick. Yeah, the, the Cavs ended up at like four, I think. Yeah, or, or were the Knicks the worst team? Either the no. Knicks or the Suns. I think Knicks were the only one of the bad teams that ended up in the last three. Yeah, they got, I think, the third pick. Yeah. So, you know, they're going to miss out on Zion. You know the Pelicans are going to take Zion. Um, there's a lot of controversy about whether he's actually going to go there or not. But at least with them, with the Pelicans getting it and not New York or uh, L.A., it shows that there wasn't a fix in. Right. Because like, if LA New Orleans it, is even like less of an exciting option than Atlanta for somewhere to go. Especially considering the organization. I mean, you've got Anthony Davis wanting to trade midseason and then the organization not being able to do you know, give him that trade and also feeling like they were taken aback by that, which is fair. But to be petty, they took him out of the uh, pregame uh, little video to hype the crowd up. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they clearly weren't happen, happy with him at all. So you really want to go to an organization that's in disarray right now that wants well, the they, superstar wants to be traded? No, yeah, they flubbed that one too because it's now now it's like oh you got Zion pair him with Anthony Davis, maybe you got something. But yeah. now that they've kind of burned their bridges there, yeah. I mean I think who knows what will happen with with damn 
New Orleans, but um, yeah, it feels like a shitty situation for the NBA. You could have actually gotten him with an organization that is on the up and up that has some really exciting players that could turn into a you know potentially a juggernaut if you combine the continuing maturity and development of Trey Young and John Collins with with superstar once in a generational talent like Zion. I mean, holy shit. There was one. If there was one lottery to rig, this would have been the one. Well, I tell you what, I only see one option for us now. Besides, after we trade the eight and ten for nineteen, of course. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Um, if we just sign Kevin Durant, then we got no issues. See, Kevin Durant would would have definitely come here. Not definitely would have come here, but there would have been a hell of a lot more of a chance of him coming here if Zion came for sure. I still think you can sell it just on Trey Young and John Collins you could. alone. Just at least get the dinner. At least get the dinner. You know you're going to get your points with Trey Young. You'll be the guy here. There's no debate about that. And you won't have to worry about the media. You've already won probably going to be, what, three championships now with Golden State. But none of them, you're not giving credit for any of them. Right. Because it's Steph Curry's team. Yeah. If you go to New York, we've seen what happens when superstars go to New York. They'll flame out. They suck. You're not going to win anything. No. Just come to Atlanta. Give it a run. Yeah. You'll have five beat reporters. Maybe you'll have ten now that you're here, but that's, you know, about 40 less than you'll have in New York surrounding you every day. It's going to be chill, I promise. Yeah. And it's a really nice organization, good coach, good young talent. we got decent weather. I mean, it gets a little it's, hot. It's a little it hot. hot. everywhere, you know. gets, you know, traffic sucks. Probably one of the worst traffic cities in America. However, you know, other than that, it's pretty awesome. State-of-the-art arena. Yep. Um, Lots of movie shooting here, so you can make Space Jam 3. Sure. Or whatever. I mean, that, I mean, that is a selling point. It yeah. sounds stupid, but that is a selling point. Yeah. Endorsement opportunities left and right. Sure. Um, got the belt line. Sure. Um, got Jack's got, Pizza and Wings. Got Jack's Pizza and Wings. You got enough bars to... You got Righteous Room. Not that I want him to be going to those places, because then, you know, if he starts hanging out with us, he's gonna his career's going to flame out. Got Carroll Street. You got the Texaco at the corner by my house. Oh, yeah. That's the cheapest beer in town. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's got a lot going for it. We do. We do. I think if you're not sold by that pitch, Katie, then we don't want you. Got Graham Waldrop here. Yeah. Got our Atlanta's own podcast you can come on every week. Yeah. Chill. Headquarters. Have a drink. Yeah. Yeah. Give your side of the story. I don't think we've ever shit on Kevin Durant. No. So. Actually, I probably definitely have for him going and chasing a ring and choosing to be second in command instead of going to a city that he could be the guy. But, hey. Hey, hey whatever. Now's the time to turn it around. Exactly. There's always room for redemption. Um, I think that's it for Hawks. Unless you have anything else you want to discuss. Uh, I guess not, but I do find myself already excited for basketball season to start again, even though it's still going on. I think I'll be more excited once the stupid – Playoffs. Have you been watching the playoffs at all? I've watched maybe five minutes. I came to a sad realization. Hmm. I think I watched the playoffs more when LeBron was in it, mainly because I want to see him lose. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of the same way. Like, but I, I have found myself watching. You know, once the playoffs come around, the Hawks haven't been in it. You know, I I watch less and less of the playoffs every year. I I, I just don't. It's so boring. Have we ever done? Because you know who's going to win. It's so fucking boring. We've never done um, this podcast with the Hawks playoffs going on, have we? It was started in twenty, started in twenty seventeen. So which I think would have been the end of the 
yeah, that was the beginning of the rebuild. Derek Schroeder. I mean, Derek. Derek Schroeder. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed between Dennis Derek Schroeder Schroeder. and Derek Zoolander. Wow. Those um, are two very different people. <laughs> yeah, I think we uh, like it was a, a shitty Hawk season when we started. I believe you are correct. So that'd be exciting to talk about. Yeah, it would be. Hawks yeah. playoffs. No, you're right, because the, the great season was 2014, 2015, and then we had. I don't know. I don't know. Because I think the Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is 2016. Dwight Howard is 2016, I remember because I was working a Georgia Tech volleyball game when Dwight Howard was going there for some Yeah, we, we have talked about the Hawks in the playoffs, but we knew they weren't going to do anything. Oh. It was, when, it was when Dwight was on the team. I thought that was 2016. It was 2016, 2017. But it would be nice to talk about a team that isn't, you know, doesn't have these, these, these poisonous personalities in the locker room like a Dwight, like a Dennis. That we have some hope in. Yeah. Or like, unfortunately, how Coach Boldenholzer was at the end just because he got stripped of the VP duties. I mean, that was the beginning of the end for that, that franchise, I think. Do you find yourself wanting Coach Bud to win or lose? I'm, I'm not pulling against him. Yeah. I mean, I am kind of pissed off for him, like, leaving. Um, but I also understand why he did. I just liked him because he brought us the best Hawks team ever. So I don't, I'm not rooting against him. Um, I watched a little bit of the Milwaukee-Toronto game, but I was just like, you know. I mean, it's nice that these one of these two teams are going to be in the finals that have never been the final or haven't been in the finals in so freaking long. Yeah. But I just... It's a change of pace from the norm. Yeah. I just know Golden State's going to beat the shit out of whoever wins, so it's like, who who gives a rat's ass? It was always exciting when we were kids, at least, you know, like the Pistons came out of nowhere and beat the Lakers. That was awesome. You're never going to get that again in the Superstar League. It's ridiculous. Unless it's the Hawks. Let us hope. But we know we need superstars. That's the only way you're going to win. Trey Young's got to be a superstar. Our superstars, I know. Trey Young's yeah. got to be a superstar. John Collins. Oh, and we, we didn't talk more. about uh, all rookie teams came out today. Oh. Trey Young uh, and Luca were the only unanimous uh, first, first team. And uh, Kevin Herter got selected a second team all rookie, which is pretty right. cool. cool. So that's out of just 10 rookies. He's yeah. considered the 10th best rookie. Once again, we know how we feel about subjective awards, but. Not they really don't matter, but still nice. Still nice, yeah. Atlanta enters today. The data is recording. Oh, let's go out of order. Let's, let's go Falcons, Graham. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Let's get uh, our favorite franchise out of the way. Stephen Means tours Achilles <laughs> yeah. today. The great Stephen Means. The great Stephen Means. Um, After like, the season. Yeah. Our uh, line depth takes a bit of a hit. I, Julio and Grady Jarrett aren't going to OTAs, and everyone's freaking out again. I will not. We're I will not, not. We're not biting. the The bait is there, and it smells rotten. And we're going to swim right past it and eat something that's actually, you know, yeah, tasty I mean, and I mean, tangible. I just wanted to discuss Stephen Means. Stephen Means, yeah. Please, him, him and regale it. me with your knowledge of Stephen Means. Uh, in his six year NFL career, he has three sacks. It's and pretty good. So that's half a sack per season. Yeah. Nice. And he was going to be in our rotation. Yes. But now we got to. Look for help somewhere else, Graham. That's a, it's, it's a damn, you know, those uh, Super Bowl dreams just took a huge hit. So, the loss of Stephen Means. Also, Count O'Neill uh, in his presser today talking about how people forget how good this defense was when we weren't injured, which is fair. The defense was decent. It was decent, but it wasn't like we were the, you know, some world-beating, unstoppable defense. But they have potential. They have potential. They were very good. I have hope for a turnaround this year, Graham. Yeah. I I mean. Surely do. We'll see. 
I still think defensive end is a huge problem, but I'm really excited about the guards and seeing what they're going to do. I mean, the guard and the tackle um, that we drafted, whose names totally escaped me, even though we talked about them so much earlier uh, last month. McGarry and... I keep wanting to just say Schweitzer. <laughs> I want to call the Boston College guy Chad Olson for some reason, even though I know that's not right at McGarry? all. McGarry is the Kansas State guy. That was the guy we traded Kansas for. Kansas State? Wasn't he Kansas State? Oh, no, you're, um, no, he was Washington. Or Washington, sorry. He was the guy we traded for for the 31st pick. Chris Lindstrom. Chris Lindstrom. Not yeah. Chad Olson. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what those guys do. What do you think about Tampa Bay releasing uh, that D-tackle? They released, they released McCoy? Yeah, yesterday. I would pick him up. It's going to cost some money. We know Gerald McCoy here. But if we got Gerald McCoy... Alongside Grady Jarrett. Then it'd be an amazing offseason. I'm good. I mean, I wonder what the, the cap hit's going to be. Do it! Come on! you got to consider the cap hit. All but right. I would I would take a flyer on him. I think his value's gone down a little bit. He's not like the monster he was before, but I would I would pick him up in a damn heartbeat. I think he's like... If, I had the, if we had 30, the financial... 31, 32? If we had the financial means, I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be cool. We know how much havoc he can wreak when he's right, and putting him with the you know, potential all-pro and Grady, they can make some serious noise in the middle of the trenches. We have his old head coach now. Yeah. Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter's here. Maybe, maybe um, he can get to selling a little bit. That would be nice. Yeah. That's something to keep an eye on. All right, can we please talk about the Braves now? Okay, let's talk about the most exciting <laughs> thing going on in Atlanta sports right now. Yes. Uh, so Adam Braves are twenty six and twenty three currently as we uh, record the show on May twenty second. Have uh, second place in the NL East, only two and a half games behind the Philadelphia Phillies. On a little bit of a hot streak since that uh, poor run where we couldn't win a damn series unless we were playing the Marlins. Took three or four from Arizona, two or three from the Cardinals, two or three from the Brewers, and are currently locked in a four game series with the Giants. Um, Done well. Done well. I think the um, starting pitching has continued to be very, very good to outstanding. Freed, Soroka, and your boy Julio Tehran. Yeah, Graham giving him credit before I just well, say he's, something. Well, he's, uh, he's looking good overall. He's got one of the best ERAs in May. I haven't looked at the advanced stats this month for him as much just because I kind of wrote him off. But uh, I don't know how long that's going to last. But I tell you what, Soroka and Freed are just – Unfreaking stoppable right now. I mean, Soroka on Monday night against the Giants, even though I know the Giants kind of have a bunch of mostly old and washed up players, uh, the way he made them all look so silly and getting through eight innings, 93 pitches. I mean, I, I wish he would have gone out there and finished him, honestly. He's, uh, he looked amazing. I really thought he was going to throw a perfect game. He was damn close. Because he was, from the first inning, that's what I love about Soroka is he pitches to contact. He... He's getting the Greg Maddox comparisons, which are obviously very lofty, but yeah, it's a little ridiculous. But I mean, like the way he locates, the change of speed, uh, the ball, his arm is at the same angle every single pitch, and it's just like very soft contact, yeah. left and right, and, and early in the count. So that's how he can go deep into games. Yeah, and if you really want to make the the Maddox comparison, which is I, I, once again I think is ridiculous, I will say he also throws a shit ton harder than Greg ever did. I mean, he throws like 90. Well, I guess he can crank it up to like 95, right? Yeah. And he's got some wicked movement on his pitches. And, I mean, 
every start, it seems like he's just you know pitching the game of his damn life. It's it's really really impressive. And I'll, I think I reminded it last week, but after every good Soroka start, I'll have to remind people that that's who we would have had to trade for JT Real Muto, along with Ozzy and Austin Riley, Pache or Riley, the Riley who's up now, and we're seeing oh, we're God. seeing the fruit of uh, waiting around and. Letting some of this young talent develop. Yeah, the re- immediately trading them the, off. The rebuild is bearing fruit. Um, Freed and Soroka and Riley have been such shots in the arm. And and once Ender went down, um, and, and Riley came up and he made his presence known. I mean, he's still hitting like four hundred or something. I mean, he's 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 been incredible. And just the power. He's had three big home runs. Three big home he runs. He was half a centimeter away from a fourth. A fourth. Yeah, I mean, just the power alone is 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 outstanding. And another thing is, even though he's striking out a little bit, he's not chasing terribly. He chased a couple bad pitches last night, but overall, I've been really impressed with his discipline at the plate. He does not look like he's a rookie out there at all. Uh, so hopefully, this isn't a flash in the pan thing. And he's riding that momentum from Gwinnett to Atlanta. He just. It's like he just turned the page and just kept going. There's no pressure of the big, big lights or the or the big leagues or anything like that. He's just going out there and doing what he needs to do. Uh, he, he's he's a freaking ball player and he's looked fine in left field. Isn't it anything egregious to make him be like, well, Jesus, uh, he's a complete disaster out there. He, he had a air last night. I might have missed that because I fell asleep in the sixth inning. He was like charging in on a ball and went to slide for it mm-hmm. and just like bounced off his glove. Not horrible, right? But then our ace Julio Tehran induced a double play on the very next pitch, all, so yeah, didn't matter. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he's back at third base again tonight. Donaldson's been getting a few more days off, um, which they said they would do, which is good with Camargo and Culberson, and now Riley able to play multiple positions. But where but, the where the hell is the off day for Nick Marquez? Yeah, it's it's very strange. That was a big thing we were pitched on this year. He got one off day early in the season. Yeah, he's he's played like forty eight or forty nine games. He's I mean, only, he only has one off day. I know that much. Yeah, um, still having a good season overall, but he's definitely tapered off a little bit. Well, um, and it's like why can't we rest him a little bit more? Well, I don't understand. The kicker is this is exactly what happened last year, where he was so hot at the beginning of the year, but then he didn't get any time off. And he fell off so much at the end of the year. And he's still playing well. But just, we have all these guys that you can rotate in. Culberson. Yeah, I love all, all the young guys are getting days off. Ozzy's getting days off. Dansby's getting days off. Ozzy needed a damn day off. Yeah, he did. Um, but, um, but yeah, get, get old Nicky a day off, for Christ the love sake. of God. Um, even Freddie got a day off recently. I know he was sick, but yeah. even still. Uh, it's like you got to give. We, we have the depth to make this happen. And then you can bring him in in the eighth inning to rip a double. Yeah, exactly. You can use him as a, as a pinch hitter. So that's that's my big complaint there. Yeah, that doesn't really make much sense. And one would hope that Snicker does start giving him some days off soon because he has looked a little slower to me at the plate than he was at the beginning of the season. Still playing fine. It's just not, you know. And we, didn't, we couldn't expect him to always be scorching hot all the time. But you can, you can see a clear drop-off starting to happen. That is very reminiscent of last year, I agree. Um, but the other big news, mm-hmm. I'd say, is uh, the bullpen. Yes. How it's shaping up with Sean Newcomb, who's been lights out since he's um, 
been to the bullpen. I think he's like eight innings, scoreless, zero walks. So, yeah, even when he came in from the right field bullpen on Monday night to close, I didn't recognize him because Newcomb's – I'm not trying to racially profile, but Newcomb's uh, demeanor is usually very much like – it's not it's, – it's, it's stoic, but it's not – very confident, I feel like when he comes when he comes in from the bullpen when he's like starting a game, he just kind of he's kind of just there. This looked like a guy who was ready to just go out and murder somebody. I was like, who the hell is this dude? And I was like, and they brought up his name. I was like, oh god, that's Newcomb. Look at him. Yeah. And they went out there and just absolutely obliterated the uh, Giants. Whatever was left of the the corpse of the Giants and came away with, I believe, first major league save. Tremendous effort, pumping in strikes like it was no problem. He's it's like everything's just gone out the window. It's just throw strikes. It's just use your stuff, rear up, and let it all go. Well, he's mad. He, he's yeah. mad he got sent down. He's probably mad he's in the bullpen. Oh, yeah. But apparently this guy pitches well mad. Maybe that's what we need to do. Keep for it Fult- up. Maybe that's what we need to do for Fulty as well. Maybe. Make him get mad. Um, I would not be surprised if you if Newcomb keeps this up. I would not be surprised if you see him in the, uh, in the rotation at some point this season. Uh, I mean, it all depends on what... How Gossman, Fulio keeps this up, and if Fulty figures his shit out as well. Um, but I could see Newcomb coming back for sure. But, I mean, I love him in the bullpen right now, and I think that we need him down there a lot more than we need him in the rotation. I would agree. I don't think it's a choice right now. Um, just be, Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's, there's really nothing good going on in the bullpen for the most part. I mean, not, that's, that's a little hyperbolic, um, but it just feels like, we have no stability down there, and we need as much stability as we can possibly get. And if that means Tukey and Sean got to stay here for you know the foreseeable future, then so be it. Because if we can ride them, then that gives us a better chance. But I still don't think, and recent evidence uh, can corroborate with this assessment right now, that we are in any position to do anything of note without a better bullpen. Rotation starting to figure their shit out. We're getting two horses, it looks like, with Fried and Soroka. Um, there's still some some holes there made with Galsman and Tehran, but, you know, they're still serviceable, and Tehran's been on fire. But the bullpen is still, you know, to me, still a little bit of a nightmare. And think about all the turnover that just happened. Johnny Venner's gone. Biddle gone. Vizcaino, I know he wasn't ever really healthy this year, longer than a couple of games, but gone. And now we're the Swarzak character. Blevins comes back from the NDFA. You know, he's not very good. Josh Tomlin just cannot pitch I'm on board with anymore. You for Josh Tom- Tomlin. He, he had his Lord. couple of moments earlier yeah. in the year. But, but I mean, like I said, his location is is trash. Yeah, and if Josh's he's not, not done. if he's not locating, he gets destroyed. And that game on I went to the game on Friday night where we were up twelve to nothing. I remember texting you around the seventh inning and being like, This is the most stress free Braves game I've ever been to. And then the ninth inning, when it became twelve to eight, I texted back and I was like, "I, I take that statement back." <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I mean this is just and so, it's someone argued that, that you jinxed get, them, Graham. Well, if I had jinxed them, I would have lost. That's so, true. Um, it's pathetic that you had to get Luke Jackson to come in there and close that game out. And even Luke Jackson now, we're starting to see like we never should have said he was the heir apparent or anything. You know, maybe that was you know. Uh, putting the cart before the horse, but he's got four blown saves now. He had some shitty luck last night, but even still, yeah, he, that, he can't be your guy. No, for the, the for the rest of the season. I mean, I kind of hope Nuke can be that guy, and for a little bit, anyways. Tukey and Nuke. Is there anyone else in 
triple A or double A that we don't know about. It seems like for all the I mean well, all the good all the good people we have that have come up here and helped offensively and on starting rotation, it feels like we don't have anybody well for the bullpen. That it was actually molded to be a bullpen pitcher. The hope is that Sabaka and Minter figure it out down there and then you replace Tomlin with with Sabatka mm-hmm. and um, Blevins with yeah. Minter, and then if those guys are who they were at the end of last year, then it's like okay, now maybe we got a little something going. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I already forgot about them to be honest with you. I was yeah looking through Gwinnett's uh, lineup the other day. I was like, oh hell, I completely forgot about. It. And uh, Carl's still down Carl's there. It's like Carl. basically our whole bullpen from the beginning of the year is now in AAA or release or cut. Yeah, yeah, or um, in Seattle. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible, and it's I think it's got to come down to once again Liberty Media not giving Anthopolis any money, and he just has to do what he's got to do. It's got to be as economical as possible. And it sucks. And anyone who has pipe dreams of signing Craig Kimbrell after the June was it June second or fourth timeline when you don't have to give up a pick when yeah. everybody expects him to be signed, yeah. it ain't happening. I'll 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 uh, I'll buy everyone who listens to this podcast a drink if it happens, unless he comes down considerably on years. It's not gonna happen. It's just there's no way. Even if he does, it's like we won't get anybody f- unless it's like for a million dollars or something. How much of a? That's not true. That's how it feels. It's the years. How much of a rant are you gonna go on if um, the Phillies sign him? I want to go on a rant. Like a it's, reasonable it's, it's a, deal. I'll, I'll be upset, but it'll be expected because Liberty Media are a bunch of cheap skates that only consider the Braves, you know, a tax write off and an investment as opposed to a, a, a team. Simple as that. I'm, I I am trying not to get as mad anymore because I it's taken me about twenty years to realize this. Not even to realize this, but to accept it. We'll never be a contending team with this ownership group. We've had Liberty Media as our owners for twenty years now, Graham. Something like that. Almost. That's not true. No, not twenty, but for since I think oh three ish, because Time Warner sold and around then. I mean, playoff I'll, series. I'll have, stat check you there. I'll, I'll trust something you like that. It's in that time frame. We will we'll never. Win a World Series with them. We will never win. We might not even win a playoff series. I still think that's an absurd statement. No, we'll never win a World Series of Liberty Media. Or I'll bet you five hundred dollars right now. It can go to the end. I'm not going to bet on that's a long. That's a a long term bet. What if they sell tomorrow? Then I'm screwed. Then it's then it's null. Wait, no, that's not true. (laughs) There's no way for you to win. Never mind. Unless you die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I die Or maybe you die yeah. One of us dies One of us dies Yeah um, Yeah I would take that bet If Liberty sells That it's dull Yeah never mind Because <laughs> <laughs> then this, so That's incredibly one sided They're going to sell For years though They're going to build The value of the team With the battery With five expansions on it And not pump any of the t- Money back into the team And all the drinks And all the jerseys And all the bullshit We buy at the stadium And the battery Will fill their Fill their damn pockets and not go to the team. Well, you just got to build this team organically, Graham. It's the only hope. What we're doing, yeah. And um, and you got to feel good about the know. production you're getting from uh, uh, Acuna, Riley, Soroka, and Freed. I mean, I bet there's only in regards to the young guys. In regards to the young guys that are homegrown I players, mean, Dansby's still kind of. Yeah, Dansby, Albies. I'll throw all of them in there. You're probably getting. I don't know. So much absurd amount of value for like three million dollars or something like that in terms right. of where their contracts are right now. And it's, it's ridiculous. And it's great 
that's that you're exactly right. The only way we can win is if like everyone's homegrown. You got to Billy Bean it. Yeah. Find, find some diamonds in the rough. How many damn division series has he won? Two. Well, I'm just saying, like it's 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 I, what we have to do. I just feel like we're 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 in a position not to ever truly succeed as much as we want to. It's really frustrating because the talent, like the offense, is great. This offense is a really good team. And ever since Acuna was moved back to the leadoff spot, we've seen again how potent and lethal it can truly be. You know what you said? So your whole statement you just made about Liberty Media and us never winning a World Series, you know what that does, not just to me, but to the people that listen to this podcast, Graham? Makes them... I'm going to... Because... So you're saying... Yeah. What we're sitting here talking about once a week and... Well, just once a week here, like every day on the phone or something, um, and people are listening to is completely pointless. And this reminds me of this past Saturday, uh, me and one one of our friends, Max, participated in a uh, barbecue contest at in the Kirkwood Spring Fling, and we bring along two debaucherous characters um, that a few people know: Gabe Peacock and Drew Roach. And they're just supposed to be helping us out, you know, serving some people some food, helping us with setup, just bringing us some positive vibes. Because it's us who just cook the all these Boston butts and chickens in my driveway versus like actual restaurants. Mm-hmm. It's very unfair. We're out of our element. We feel a little self-conscious about the whole thing anyways. And what do Gabe and Drew decide to tell us right before we start serving all this food that we just spent the past 24 hours preparing. There's no chance that you're going to win. No, not just that. That you're a bunch of losers. Basically that every Boston butt that they've ever eaten that we've cooked is dry, and it's always going to be dry because of the way that we cook it, and it's terrible. That's what they told us right before the the public was served. That's, uh, talk about your, uh... Your motivational speech. And we got a little different feedback than that, but like both of us were just like, well, I mean, can we just fucking leave now? Can we bail at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what you're saying by telling these people that we have a 0% chance of ever winning a World Series with our current ownership. It doesn't feel good, Graham. No, it doesn't. I don't say it to be an asshole. That's just my opinion. I hope I'm wrong. I don't say it to... Uh, Seems like a Twitter hot take to me. It's pretty evident where this ownership group's head's at. But you can still win despite bad ownership. Think of uh, the Indians in Major League One. It's a movie. (laughs) Give me a real-life example where that's a thing, where we have... I don't know owners. But we're like a really... Either a small market team or a team with like some corporate overlords that don't invest enough into the, the franchise will you know, be able to succeed. I can't think of one. I'm sure I think can. about Tampa Bay, Oakland. Um, Tampa Bay had that one miracle season when they made the world series and it's possible. I mean, Jesus Christ, anything's possible in baseball. Baseball is the one sport baseball and football where almost anything, uh, you know, can happen in the, in the postseason. It's just, you, you see the clear talent gap with teams like the Dodgers. Uh, you know, that Kansas City's a small market team won the world series. Yeah, that's true. And they did a lot of the same Building things the we're same trying one. to do. I mean, the Astros won the World Series doing the exact same thing we're doing. They brought in some good free agents, though. Verlander was was a big thing. We'd never make a move like that for Verlander. And Dansby Swanson just hit a three-run bomb, baby. How about that? That's nice. 
Prove me wrong, Braves. Shove it up my ass. I mean, yeah. make me eat crow. I just see. That's against Jeff Samarja, who's another guy that everyone wanted us to trade some prospects I don't, I don't to bring want in. If it was five years ago, I'd say sure. Um, but I mean, does that seem like so unreasonable? What I'm saying, given like the, uh, you know, the amount of success we've had as, with this ownership group historically as a franchise, not j- historically <laughs> and now. I don't equate ownership to on-field success necessarily. But you have to think about payroll. Think about all the teams that have yeah. won World think Series. Think of all the terrible free agent signings and throwing money at things doesn't fix things. If you have good baseball people, you can win. Yeah, but when those good baseball people aren't allowed to improve the team when it needs to be improved, you can never win. If we, can, if we do not fix the bullpen, we will not win. It's just a matter of fact. You cannot go into the bull. You cannot go into the you know, even if we were to somehow win the division, you cannot go in there and say, oh, yeah, bullpen with Blevins, Swarzik, and Luke Jackson are going to give me a championship. I'm so happy right now the Braves are just hitting home runs in your face. I'm good. I'm going to keep talking Freddy, about this. Freddie Freeman just went back-to-back. To back. We, we went up 6-0 we went up since I've been talking about all this stuff. So you know what? Maybe I'm full of shit. But, but, <laughs> but, all, you, but whole, whole ground So town. right now, do you think we have the ability to contend for a world championship? No, some pieces still need to come into place. Yeah, but do you think there's even a remote possibility that this ownership group is going to give our general manager the, the ability to do that? I think it's going to be a lot more under-the-radar trade. Like, so they're going to do stuff like last year? Like getting Shane Green, the closer for Detroit, who's 15 out of 15 in saves yeah. and on a horrible team. You literally have to go and you make, make trades. You have to make like five trades with people to get like five good bullpen people in here. I don't think we need Maybe five. four. I don't know. At least three. There's a lot of bad bullpens. Yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating that we did nothing in the offseason, and there's no way a guy as smart as Anthopolis would not do anything in the offseason to improve his bullpen if his ownership group would have allowed him to. It's incredible. That's all. I wish we had actual interns so we could have them like uh, put together all the montages of you. Oh, we talked about this before. Bitching about the ownership group. Yeah. But do you feel like I'm totally unwarranted here and how cheap they've been? No, you're not unwarranted. But I'm a little... It's reality, Graham. Yeah. Got to deal with the, the punches. It just sucks when other people have like ownership groups that care. Yeah. And, the, I mean, the Washington tried to do all that and spend their way, and they suck. Like, they're terrible. But, like, oh... Everyone in Washington was super happy with them after the offseason, and a lot of people in Braves country were jealous of They've them. They've also been decimated by injuries, to be fair. But, I mean, all the bullpen arms they signed are terrible. Yeah. I mean, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Philly made a bunch of moves, and they're two games ahead of us, yeah. and we haven't played our best baseball yet. I think the East might be the worst division in baseball. Yeah, that really it's incredible. Went the opposite way of what you I expected. thought it was going to be very, very competitive. The Mets are falling off. The Nationals are pretty much almost out of contention at this point. It's <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> they're they're closer to it's the, not even Memorial Day yet. They're closer to the Marlins than they are to the Phillies. It's unbelievable. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong, and we do make all those trades for Shane Green and guys from San Francisco that are good and whatever else we need to do. It's just. It's hard to be confident about things like that. You know who's been good out of the bullpen? Hmm. Matt Whistler in San Diego. I've, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe make a trade for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's break him back. I think ego's a big part of it, though. Hmm. Like, if Fulty keeps pitching like this and 
and we have enough serviceable starters that we could plug in, like he would be a shutdown closer. He could be. He's got if, it, if, it's, he, if his stuff is right. Because if he's just throwing one inning, then he could really get after it, you know? Yeah. And crank it up to 99 and yeah. get that slider going. Yeah. But like if people just don't even worry about training people to pitch out of the bullpen as much. Like everyone's trying to be a starter that you're, that you're drafting. And then slowly but surely. Then you have to figure it out with the bullpen. Then you have to figure And then you just throw them in the deep end. I don't know. Maybe that's yeah. fucking crazy. But it's just – it seems like that's the only way the Braves are like, going to be successful this year, unless we do make some trades. For the some next thing you know, Luke Jackson's guys. your closer. Yeah, because it's been crazy because uh, we, we've seen it with Newcomb. He's just turned a page like that. It's, it's been it's been pretty insane. Uh, the Braves are really making doing a good job with this this schedule overall, though. There have been obviously you know some games we we've blown uh, and some games that we could have blown like the one on Friday, but overall. We're really starting to play some of our best baseball this season, you know, by winning the last uh, last three series that we've been a part well, of. We haven't mentioned it. What's the big change that's happened once we started playing winning baseball again? Acuna. In the leadoff spot. Yeah, we did mention that a little earlier. Did we? Yes. I don't think we did. I think when I was going on my rant, I... I, I, I generally just tune you out that's halfway fair. through the rant. That's fair. Um, but we're surviving a very tough part of the schedule, going from Arizo- L.A., Arizona, St. Louis, Milwaukee... Back to back to back to back is tough, and we've only lost one series in that span. Once again, the Arizona because remember we had the Arizona series last year that proved so crucial when we went there. And oh like, yeah, late in the late in the year. And yeah. like after we had lost the three in LA and then lost the first one in Arizona to come back and win the next three games, mm-hmm. that just turned things around for us. Yeah, um, super clutch. And I also saw something where the Phillies have had. By far the easiest schedule of anyone in the East. Oh, they so haven't far. played shit yet. Um, and now up. they're hitting their tougher part as we're kind of getting out of it. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting to see how they do. I know they they've split the first two with the Cubs, um, but their bullpen blew one last night as well. Yeah, yeah, it's which is magical. Mm-hmm. Kind of love seeing them lose. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing. Even though Harper has been. Uh, you know, driving him runs on bases, all right. He's uh, he's playing bad defense, and the average is in the two thirties, which is really really funny. The boys at uh, Nakahoma Nation always do such a good job, just throwing actual stats out there. But I mean, they're very cherry picked. Mm-hmm. But uh, they threw one out the other day that Austin Riley has like a sixth of the WAR of Bryce Harper and like a tenth of the at bats or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I think we have something like 15 players that are 13 or 10 or something that have a better war than Bryce Harper. <laughs> and we've and collectively their salary is like 140 million and most of that's just because of Freddie Freeman's you know, long salary which is like 120 million or yeah. whatever it was compared to 330 million. Yeah. Um Sorry, Bryce. War, war does escalate and de-escalate as the season goes on, depending on how you do. But it is really funny right now, at least, that he has not uh, not performed up to expectations up in Philadelphia. And yet, they're still fine. It's kind of scary to think about if he does really turn it on, what will happen. But, you know, we got a long time to figure that out. And we don't play the Phillies again until middle of June. So, um, I think the, the We bowl- still haven't played the Nationals, have we? We have not played the Nationals yet, and that is coming up. We played them uh, in late May. 
But yeah, we're going to play the majority of our series against the Phillies in the second half, which should be uh, should be quite exciting as the division may come down to the Braves and the, the Nets. I mean, the Braves and the Phillies. But I'm sorry, I'm going to count out the Nets and the Mets. But it's starting to seem like they're uh, not not for real. No. Um, but I think that wraps up this episode, Adam. Unless you have anything else you want to you want to touch on. Um, interested to see what happens. When Ender is healthy again, that is a big that is a big piece that we definitely need to touch on. I'm glad you brought that up. I'd totally forgotten. Ender's like in the far recesses of my mind, I know. in like a filing cabinet. Just like AJ Minter, yeah, in a filing cabinet that's gathering dust. Like ever since he went down, um, I think everyone knew the Riley move was coming because of that. And now we've seen how good Riley is. There's no way you can take his bat out of the lineup, even if he goes through a little bit of a slump at some point, which he's bound, it's, you know, probably inevitable. I still wouldn't want to take him as bad at the lineup because he's been so damn good. And I mean, he's not going to stay this hot. You wouldn't. No, think. no, he will. And you know, he will hit a wall a little bit. But I, I think you got to keep Ryan. It just man. makes the lineup so much deeper, man. Like, yeah. where, where are the holes right now? Like, um, I, I, I still want to see. So right now we have Dansby hitting two most of the time. I would like to see a lineup of. Eventually, if Riley keeps hitting like this, I would love to see. Acuna, Donaldson, Freddie Riley. Yeah, I think you got. And then Marquez. I think five. yeah, I think you got to keep him where he is right now. But I, I'm not averse. Eventually, to that. if he if he I, keeps hitting like this, like, I like he's yeah. your prototypical yeah. number four hitter. I like that too because you're getting um, you're getting. Donaldson gets on base all the time. That's what I was about he to say. Walks. Is that Donaldson walks so much that um, and you got to think he would get more fastballs ahead of Freddie Freeman's hitting behind him. Yeah. Um, so I I like that. I like that as a strategy. Um, but yeah, I really don't know what happens with um, with Ender at this point. You got to think he's going to be maybe traded. But his I mean his trade value couldn't be lower than it is right no, now. No, he's an automatic out offensively. His defense is still good, but his his offense is, is putrid. So there's no way to trade him. So when he's healthy, and Snicker went on uh, went on record saying that he's not. Um, he's not ready to resume baseball activity, so it's going to be a little while longer before he's even ready. You that could have been the, that could have been bullshit. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling they're like, nah, dude, you just take a couple more days. Yeah, you know? that could be bullshit. We want reg- we want you to get to hundred percent. Yeah, but regardless, the timeline is what the timeline is, which is undetermined. We don't know when he's coming back, but the question is, what do you do when he does? Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe we should have traded him this off season. Maybe, but uh, we didn't have a right fielder at one point. For this that is, that as well. is true. All right, Adam, I think that, uh, yeah, we've got, we got to see what happens with Ender. But um, until that moment comes, we'll keep our eyes on it. And there's no way you take Austin out of the, out of the lineup, though. Nope. Keep him in there. Yep. Well, until next time, folks, rise up, chop on, same brotherhood, unite and conquer, and remain true to Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.